This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Happy New Year, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful New Year. The truth is, growing up, I wasn't sure if it was the Jewish way to say Happy New Year. I thought, okay, maybe it's fiscal New Year, it's money-related, but what about all those roots in other cultures and specifically in other religions? But then I heard from the Hasidic masters over the centuries that they would wish people to have a Happy New Year. New Year had something incredibly powerful about it. New Year's has become the traditional time where people take upon themselves New Year's resolutions. And when millions of people around the world are all accepting positive resolutions, it's nothing short of a flip in the power structure between good and evil, between positive and negativity trying to take root. Of course, the problem is, is that not long after New Year's, most people fall off the map with their resolutions. By February, studies show 80% of resolutioners are back home with a new kind of remorse staring back at them in the mirror. Google brings a statistic from 2016 that by year's end, only 8% of New Year's resolutions are fulfilled. So why do we have such a hard time with good intentions, getting fit, losing weight, improving our lives? Why is it so elusive? Type that in online, you'll find lots of different reasons. You'll find reasons like you're treating a marathon like a sprint. You put the cart before the horse. You don't believe in yourself. Too much thinking, not enough doing. You're in too much of a hurry. You don't enjoy the process. You're trying too hard. You don't track your progress. You have no social support. You know your what, but not your why. The list really goes on and on. But the truth is, the only way to keep a resolution is to constantly add to your being, to dedicate yourself to each task, and to educate yourself. You need to learn to rely on yourself more than anyone else. Horace Mann said, Unless a man knows that there is something more to be known, his inference is, of course, that he knows everything. Horace Mann is commonly considered the father of the movement now known as public schools. So in addition to educating yourself, you need to also know that you don't know everything. So in order to become a master at something or to fulfill yourself in this world, you must constantly educate yourself. There's a famed sage of the 13th century that they attribute this line to him, the Maharil, And the line is, a man can have no more shameful and evil title than that of being an ignorant person. These points of constantly educating yourself and not being ignorant is because you are born with a natural disposition towards taking the easiest route, taking the safest route, following exact instructions in hope of being fulfilled. But in reality, you are filled with talents and strengths that need to be developed and cannot flourish without a lifelong application towards development and growth. Education is key, or as in the words of King Solomon said, education, by definition, is each according to their natural abilities. In other words, you get educated so you can learn how to personally apply information, growth, and ideas to your own personal talents and ideas. So our goal today in this podcast is to bring you ideas for sustainable success to your pursuits and in fulfillment and growth in your life. Today's ideas are taken from the rabbi and master, Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi. 
known as the founder of the Hasidic philosophy, but more importantly was a master of Jewish life and had specific key ideas for undertaking sustainable paths towards growth and fulfillment in having a mission on earth that is different than other people. Each person has something unique to bring to this earth that nobody else can bring. So whereas education can seem to a certain degree archetypal and fit each person differently, Reb Schneir Zalman used them as merely principles of lots of growth, lots of learning, and from there we can extrapolate and take and make personal for our own talents and specific abilities. One of the first points that Reb Schneir Zalman brings is actually connected to an earlier podcast where we spoke about Moda'ani, the way one wakes up in the morning. And he splits these points into two points. In the morning, a person should have prayer. One of the reasons why a person should have prayer in the morning is not because every person believes that they need to pray. It's because every person has to tap back in to their childlike spirit. Think about it this way. A young person or a child believes what their parents tell them, not because they are naive. They have tremendous trust that their parents want the best for them. So therefore, if a parent tells them something, they believe it. Of course, we do get skeptical as adults, but today we're not trying to go with the current trend and model of skepticism and, and atheism. Today we fix our eyes towards this energy of youth. We turn our eyes towards successful people and we shed these skepticisms and we believe in the process and the ability to be successful and to be excited by everything in this world and to see this world as a garden and not as a desert. And we should talk more about these things, and we will. But for now, let's take this childlike great moment to trust in the greater abilities we have. And we're going to call this faith and trust prayer. And Reb Schneider Zalman says that in order to pray truthfully and for us to actually grow through the experience of prayer, we need to accept upon ourselves the cardinal rule. You must say, first thing before prayer, I accept upon myself the precept to love your fellow as yourself. In other words, if the keys of belief and faith are going to work in your life, they can't work without the practical principle of every person can also fulfill and attain enlightenment and reach their goals in this world. So therefore, when we believe that something is going to work out, or we believe in ourselves that we will keep our goals, it has to come with a foundation of we believe that each person can reach their goal. I accept a cardinal rule before I accept rules blindly, let alone ones that I trust will work because I've seen them work by others. So as we shed the skepticism and share our newfound excitement for the world with everybody in this world, what a powerful way to begin a resolution. Another idea is for the person of rules and law and structure who believes nothing of faith and prayer. And the truth is, these aren't archetypes. We aren't absolute. We have parts of us that find moments of belief, prayer, and faith, and moments that subscribe to just structure and rules. Reb Schneir Zalman actually begins his great work, the book called The Long Table, all about every single code in Jewish law, 613, explained at length. The book starts off with an incredible call. In the words of Ethics of Our Fathers, be bold as a leopard, light as an eagle, swift as a deer, and strong as a lion. This serves the person with whom each task is met 
with challenges and even failures, and the answer of, I'm only human, and not human in the good way, but human fails to look to their humanity, to their animal instincts even, that an animal never stops trying because there's no alternative. It's a personal journey you're on. You have to be ferocious in your pursuit of growth like a lion, or you have to be lighthearted with your problems like an eagle, or you have to take a feeling of being alone in your journey and flip it into being bold in your journey. So these two ideas and keys towards starting resolutions and starting your day with prayer, but with a call of seeing every person as capable of achieving their goals, or with structure and attacking it with the confidence of animalistic tendencies to never stop trying are only the foundation for what the real path is in this world. And that is the path of what we call today the long short way. The long short way is an idea presented in the Talmud in the form of a story. A sage comes to a city and outside the city walls meets a child. And the child standing there, he says, the sage says to the child, point me in the direction to enter the city. And the child says, well, a riddle. I can give you the short long way or the long short way. The sage responds, give me the short long way. And then he says, sure enough, you walk right around that bend and there is the city. The sage walks there, goes right around the bed, and what he finds is the city wall with no way to enter. When he comes back to the child and he says, you said I can get to the city. He says, I said you can get to the city. You want to go in the city, you got to choose the long short way, which is to walk all the way around the wall to the other side. But over there, there will be a gate and you will be able to walk right in. See, the sage was conveying with this story that his approach to life up until this epiphany was the short long way, which is, I believe in myself, I will do it. And when it gets complicated, I will figure it out. The short long way is to go directly towards what you want and then figure it out as you get there. But in reality in life, the sage learned that he must take the long short way, which is constant pursuit of everything and attacking each thing within growth and its challenges. See, this is a holistic approach to life where the mind and the intellect play the leading pivotal role. A person needs to study, they need to educate themselves, they need to meditate on the quintessential truths of existence, they need to be able to see themselves as having a mission in life and their challenges are there to help them extend and fulfill their mission. And these concepts are subtle, they're abstract, and one must toil to really find what they're all about. You must dig really deep to figure out who you are and who you are uniquely in this process of fulfilling your destiny here on earth. On the short and long way, one may win many battles, one after the other, but there is never a decisive victory and change to their life. On the other hand, on the long and short way, there may be filled with ups and downs, setbacks and frustrations. The path demands every ounce of intellectual and emotional stamina and human being that you are can muster, but it is a road that leads steadily and surely to the aspired destination. When one does acquire this aptitude, this ability to taste true individual success and growth, one develops a desire for good and actually learns to hate evil. They learn to see challenge as something that is transformative and that each thought and each deed and each act that you have 
is all heightened and tuned into the quintessential purpose of why you are here on earth. So I look forward to sharing with you many more ideas and lessons in fulfilling our life here on earth and to handling the difficulties that come with it. And until next time, this is Rabbi Peretz Machkin. Thanks for tuning in.